So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, uh, <laughs> kind of changed it up a little bit to actually, I don't know, have something different every, not every single time, but sometimes, um, because maybe even you're getting bored of, you know, uh, how the scenery is looking like or how it is actually somehow, um, yeah, somehow made or whatsoever. And to just see now, it's a little bit laggy today. I'm quite sorry for that. I don't know why this is sometimes, but... I do hope it's not bothering you too, too, uh, too much, really. Nice that I do forget everything that I should be doing. So, now everything is quite... What the fuck? Yeah, should be okay like this. I hope the audio quality is still good. I hope everything is fine. I hope nothing is broken, <laughs> which is unfortunately not quite, yeah... Yeah, like ordinary, you know, sometimes it's actually like, okay, everything is broken. And I do think this actually happened to me around two times, to be honest. Two times where I actually had to um, either re-record the whole episode or um, actually delete it and do something else. And fortunately, um, the second one, so actually recording it, or actually the first one, um, did went well. Um and also the deleting thing, you know, it wasn't just an episode that I was quite proud of, to be honest. It was just an episode that was quite like, yeah, just to make it, you know, it wasn't something special and it definitely was nothing that um, somehow was good, I would say, you know. But perfectionism is total bullshit, besides the whole fact. Nice that you can't actually see it. I'm sorry, I'm gonna... Now you can see it. Actually move a little bit. Um, actually sit up a little bit and do it a little bit more away from me and actually maybe turn it so that I'm actually somehow in the center, do it a little bit nearer to me. Okay, even though um, you do somehow can see the screen of my phone, can you now? Yeah, you can, but I think it's okay. And do not lose any more minutes, any more time of yours and of mine. Um, I do think... It is quite clear for the YouTube viewers what I'm just going to go through, but you know, nevertheless, I'm just going to, to talk about it. Uh, we are actually going through Lynchpin again, so from Seth Godin. This might be, and I think it is, um, the last episode, so do quite enjoy it if you've liked the book, and I do will enjoy it as well, because it actually was um, quite a great book, I would say. You know, some of these things, and I do just know that the original book actually was way better, you know. Um, I think it's always the thing with quite all books. Some of the books are actually just summarized pretty, pretty accurate and pretty detailed. So um, in these cases, I do just have to say, okay, I do think that this is quite the same as the book. Um, but I think Lynchpin isn't quite. You know, it's definitely summarized relatively detailed. But I do think the, the real book and the original book is just something completely different. Um, this is totally something that I have seen with uh, This Is Marketing by um, Seth Godin as well, which I've been talking about here on the podcast as well. Um, and in this book, which I'm actually quite reading right now, and I actually started today again, 
because I kind of lost the whole thing of reading, you know, I do not quite, the only time when I'm just pretty much able to, to read is actually, can I? Somehow weird, isn't it? Um, the actual, the only time where I can pretty much read is in the train. And um, because I didn't have any mobile data left, <laughs> to be honest, which was, you know, first of all, not quite good because I haven't been able to engage with uh, the people on Instagram and other social media platforms for a little bit, um, but which totally gave me the chance of actually, or the possibility of actually, you know, just taking the reading again and just doing it a little bit, just just doing it once once more. And it was great, you know, today was actually... Unfortunately, the last and the first day I actually read, because um, today I should get my mobile data back, uh, even a little bit more, uh, which is great from the guys or my provider or whatsoever it is called. Um, but um, it was quite great. I pretty much enjoyed it and it really helped me with the posts that are coming tomorrow as well. Um, this is one of the things and and or one of the reasons why I would say that um, actually reading a bit every single singular day could help me because. It, could, it will definitely help me with creating the content and just having more to talk about as well, maybe. Um, but yeah, what I initially wanted to say is that um, I've been going through this as marketing on this channel and or on this podcast as well, um, but the book itself is completely something different and is completely something more valuable, I would say, as well. But yeah, um, we're going ahead with Lynchpin, with the last episode of Lynchpin, and if you do are interested in... Uh, linchpin from Seth Godin as well. Uh, just check out the other episodes and I do hope you're just getting something out of it. So chapter 11, the seven abilities of a linchpin. Here's what will make you indispensable. The first thing is creativity, original and useful. Unique creativity requires domain knowledge, the creativity must be focused. Delivering unique creativity, you must ship. Um, which was actually something that we have been talking about I think two episodes ago or actually last episode I do not remember so basically it is pretty important for Seth Godin that you should actually ship what you're doing you know quite delivering it you know just putting it out there because he says that um, even though you're trying to produce art it is not art until you actually ship it or distribute it and um, today it got really easy you can just put it on Instagram you can put it on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever your um, target audience is or is living, just publish it there. You know, then you're just doing your art or your website or, you know, your podcast as well. But, you know, podcast is a little bit limiting at my point of view because you can only just, yeah, pretty much do, um, do things that are not quite visually or visual. Managing a situation or, or organization of great complexity when it's impossible to follow a manual linchpins step in. Um, which is actually also one of the things he said that I'm quite recalling right now. I don't know why, I think. But most often it is like um, you really know the moments and really know the, the moments of your life where emotions were involved. And if you're just thinking back to all these things that you just can remember and can can just recall it has always something to do with any emotions, whether it's being sad, whether it's being happy, and or whether it's being, I don't know, whatever. Just quite always, I would say. I would just even go with always. Always it's like that there are some emotions involved and strong emotions. Or like, yeah, you know, you do have emotions every singular day. 
But in this certain moments, they're just so into your brain because you're kind of connecting something with it and it's emotions. For me, it's definitely, I don't know, what do I recall right now? Some girl I met uh, two years ago, actually. Um, what else? Um, you know, other things, you know. But I've seen and I've just, you know, took the test myself quite. It is always like there are emotions involved, and which is pretty funny because you can't even remember the day after it. Most often, you know, sometimes it's definitely something like, okay, the day before was great and the day afterwards was just, you know, also some kind of great. And so therefore you're recalling them because of this special day, because, you know, through the special day, the other days got somehow, um, yeah, involved or somehow just also good or great or special. Uh, leading customers, inspiring staff, providing deep domain knowledge with smart decisions and generous contributions, processing and unique talent as a linchpin, you need to have a superpower that is difficult to replace. So either get all the other ones or get the best in the world at your unique talent. Um, so either get all the all the other ones or get the best in the world at your unique talent. Um, which is definitely something interesting because it seems to be um, I think it was standing in Think and Grow Rich, which is actually, I think, one of the first books that I've ever gone through. Um, so they're the first non-fiction books, you know, like, not like I have been, you know, starting reading a few quite years ago. <laughs> um, no, but it was actually one of the first uh, non-fictional books that I've read in English besides George Orwell, 1984, which is definitely a great book. I pretty enjoyed it. And I, to be honest, had to read it for school and I pretty much was the only one because I had to afterwards take a presentation on it. But it was great. I enjoyed it, even though, you know, through the whole process of reading it, which I quite wasn't just used to, even though I liked the book, I do just had to just uh, somehow, um, yeah, switch to the actual audiobook of it and then actually, you know, listening to the audiobook and, you know, simultaneously reading it, which is great. I totally enjoyed it because I do think... Um, how should I say, you know, it kind of feels for me like it's not that boring or not that that much of an effort for somebody to actually go through it while actually listening to the audiobook. But the thing is, unless it isn't free, the audiobook itself, it is quite shitty because you would have, you know, would have have to buy both things and this is just definitely nothing good for your money. Definitely not. But, um... But what I initially wanted to say, for fuck's sake, um, he said that you should actually have a skill or be so skillful in a skill or be so talented that nobody can so easily just replace you. And or that, besides that, um, that you should also manage and organize situations that are pretty complex and where it's no quite map or manual and he actually explained it, explained it a, a little bit of a bath as well and he was telling me about or he was telling you and or us you know whatever you're just thinking about and he was telling us about why you actually should be why there is no map and there is often no map there is no map to success not like an exact exact map sometimes there are guidelines but there's definitely not a map and or map to, you know, getting in good shape. There's definitely somehow guidelines on how you can get in good shape that you have to follow or somehow follow, but there is not quite a map. And I could go through it as well to just 
playing it in maybe a, a little shitty way. So I hope I'm not. But that was actually, I think, one of the only parts of this whole thing with the picture. And I do hope that I'm quite finding it re relatively quickly. Anxiety. Yeah. Um, so there is no map. But, but that's also the great news. The reason why art is valuable is precisely because nobody can tell you how to do it. And that's definitely true. And I think this is, the, this is also the thing with actually having situations or being in situations where there is no manual. Because you are the only person and or yeah, you might be the only person who can deliver on this great and complex situation because you can. Because you have the ability to and or the talent to. Or whatever, you know, whatever it's in and just complex situation or whatever it is about, you know, uh, quite organizing something, whatever it is, you know, it just has to be like you are doing it because there is no manual and nobody but you would actually be able to do it. Quite. Quite. Um... Possessing a unique talent as a linchpin, you need to have a superpower that is difficult to replace. So either all the other ones or get the best in the world at your unique talent. So I actually think I... I <laughs> I'm just losing the point all the fucking time today. Quite interesting. Quite interesting. I don't know why. Um, but actually, uh, Henry Ford from uh, Think and Grow Rich, so he was named in Think and Grow Rich, and was actually one of these people who actually didn't know much by himself, but he was great in pursuing people and talking to people and dealing with people, and so he was able to really get all the good thing, uh, all the good people and all the just great people at their tasks and actually let them work for him. And this was somehow his success statements, his success formula, um, because he didn't know much, so he quite just, yeah, let other people work for him that knew much and that were good. And of course, you have to be amazing at what you do. If all you can do is the task and you're not in the league of your own at doing the task, you're not indispensable. Chapter 12, when it doesn't work. I absolutely love that Seth Godin gives us a badly needed word of caution. Before you self-appoint yourself as the artist and go pointing fingers at your boss, know that it's very likely your boss think you are not contributing as much as you can. That you, because it's somehow uh, italic and I do just should have, uh, you know, a little bit pointed out vocally. <laughs> and so I just reread it again. So um, before you self-appoint yourself, as the artist and go pointing fingers at your boss, know that it's very likely your boss thinks or your boss think you are not contributing as much as you could. And I do understand this because even though I do quite not understand this to some kind of another degree because a lot of people just, you know, go against having a boss and just, you know, being self-employed and, you know, having your own business is the only chance you're gonna make something and whatsoever, which is total shit. Because I always just give the example with Tim Cook. Tim Cook himself isn't owning Apple, as I know, I hope I'm right there. He's quite only working for Apple. Um, even though he's just, you know, the highest person in Apple there is, he's earning fucking 18 million a year. 18 million a year only through being a CEO of an Apple, or of an Apple, uh, of a company. Um, 
or quite just being an employee of a company, which is amazing, which is 18, no, fuck it, which is 1.5 fucking million a month, if you divide it by 12, by, divided by 14, it's 1.2 fucking million. Um, and it is not also true, and it is also true, your boss will not give you all the freedom of this world because, well, you gotta earn it first. Part of your work is indeed earning the trust first and selling your plans to those around you and above you. See extreme ownership for more on leading up the, gym, the chain of command. Um, extreme ownership was an incredibly great book. I actually started the book, but I um, somehow lost it because I've I've already told you the story some somewhere in I think in one of the latest one of the latest episodes, not quite from yesterday, but also I think this week or last week actually. So the chances are pretty high um, because I actually started to to read it quite illegally because I somehow downloaded it to my Kindle. And I was like, you know, I quite do not want to just pay for it because I didn't want to spend the money, even though it was books and even though it was quite knowledge and even though it was quite an investment. And so one of the first books and, you know, most of the books I've read, I, I've read quite for free because um, because you can. And this is the problem, I would say. Um, actually, to be honest, I think one of the first books that I've ever read which were free was Crushing It from Gary Vee. Um, no, not not really. I think it was the second one or something. It was definitely one of the first ones, uh, or first her ones, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I didn't quite enjoy it, to be honest. I quite find it like, even though, I do not know, maybe it would be differently if I'm just reading it right now, even though I could be just a little bit primed because I, I do just enjoy just, just Gary Vee himself and his content and what he puts out into the world and so therefore I would just be more likely to enjoy what I'm reading than before like before without actually knowing him but and actually through this I actually just yeah got used to actually just loving him and just believing in what he's saying and all this great stuff this was actually the thing I think um but the book itself I don't know maybe I'm just viewing it today in a quite another uh in another perspective because I do have more knowledge and I do have more uh, experience right now than I had before, um, which may just play into me just being more empathetic what he's writing in the book. But Extreme Ownership was pretty great. I enjoyed the first 50, 100 sites or something. It was great. It was totally great. I highly enjoyed it. And I would also highly suggest you that you're going through it. Um, I actually did an episode on it or a few episodes on it, actually. Maybe you can find them if you just, you know, put in Extreme Ownership or Choco uh, Willink, which is the actual author of this book, um, besides another guy, but I always just kind of um, lose him in my mind, and I always just <laughs> only remember Choco. Uh, he's just a gigantic guy, you know, he's just so, so fucking pumped, and you know, whatsoever, it's just amazing, and you know, he's also just a pretty inspiring person, um, because if you're just thinking about it, Extreme Ownership is basically a book about um, Joker Willink and you know his friends and he he being the leader of a um, what is it called Navy Seals group or Navy Seals command or whatever it is actually called I don't know and um, it's just amazing because he tells a lot of stories from war 
And there you can totally see or just totally somehow feel that war is something that's not great. And war being something that's definitely not something that you, you want to go through on yourself. Even though I do think that, you know, if there were pictures or more pictures, which is also good because there wouldn't be then too much, you know, space for the text, that you could a little bit more just, you know, emphasize emphasize it or just feel it as well. Because, I don't know, nevertheless. Anyways, uh, the possibility of failure. Will we go through it? Yeah, we will go through it, definitely. The possibility of failure. And now that we have the freedom to create, we must embrace the fact that not all creations are equal and some people aren't going to win. It might happen indeed, things don't work out and that's okay. Um, what do you do then? You do more art. You give more gifts, learn from what you do and then do more. People committed to their art never stop giving because the alternative, giving up and becoming an old school cock is not appealing. So you do more Trying and failing is better than merely failing. And failing is just another way of learning, you know. I think it was actually Marcus Aurelius, or Marcus Aurelius, however you want to pronounce it, in which way. Um, I think he's, he was actually the guy who was, who, who was saying there, you know, there's first of all, or something like this, it's not quite the exact same um, quote, but first there's winning and second there's learning. So you either are winning or you are learning, whatever you're doing. And the learning is just, you know, if you can't see it, which I do not think you are, um, it is quite correlated to failing because failing is just another way of learning. You know, if you're failing, you just know, okay, this is not the way you should go and just do something else. And then it's, this is also not working. Then you know, okay, this won't work. This won't just get me to my goal. So I'll do just something else. And if you just view it in this way, and if you just have the, a little bit of a different perspective on what failing is actually like, and that failing is actually nothing bad, even though a lot of people have told you maybe, you know, even if it's, you know, if it's your teachers, if it's your parents, if it's whatever or whomever, failing is not something that's bad. Failing is something that you learn by. Even though I do have to say just making the whole or the, the same mistake over and over and over again, might not actually be the best thing you can do, but but I don't know. I don't know. Failing is just something that's I don't. I quite don't want to say great because um, yeah, it's it's not great. You know, you shouldn't go for failing all the time. You should you shouldn't go for it consciously. You know, failing is something that will happen on your way and will happen on my way as well. And I think you just should deal with it and should be able to deal with it and somehow view it in a positive way and just be like, okay, this is learning. This is only learning and this is my way to getting to my goal because if I'm not trying out enough stuff, I might never get to my goal. But there's, this is always the debate. You can always just you know view things in different perspectives and with, whether it's a good one or it's a bad one and this just really determines what your life looks like at my point of view as well because... Um, because, yeah, you can always just focus on the bad and you will get the bad and I think you will feel bad as well because you're only seeing the bad and I think this would make sense but you could also just go for the happy things and the good things and the joy in life, just most of the time at least. And if you're just doing this, you most of the time just see the happiness and the joy and what's good about life 
And what you then can do is just feeling good about it, because there is nothing else that can make you negative. This is something that I've learned, uh, fortunately, to be honest. Something that I've learned quite quite late, to be honest. And which I quite learned to actually going through and doing these videos and or these podcast episodes. Which is great for me, because I'm quite feeling like I'm learning every single day. Even though, even though I don't feel it, I, I quite know it, you know. You know, on in the macro, so in the big picture, I'm actually just learning every single day. You know, in the really micro, so actually the day itself, it might feel like I'm not actually learning anything this day, or I might even just go back into, I don't know, Stone Age and be a fucking dump. No, just joking, but um, it doesn't feel like I'm learning every single day. Definitely not, but I think that's normal. You know, some days are a little bit better, and sometimes some days are good. And there is not a bad day because there's just a way, there's just a day you can learn a lot from. Because failing and having a bad day is quite the same thing. Which is always also something that I've learned, which is also great, I think. So, the real life application become an artist. Here's a potentially revolutionary way to apply Lynchpin by Seth Godin. Ask yourself Are you in love with your work? Are you doing art? Yes, great, no. Do yourself and this world a favor and change it. Embrace anxiety, it works. I absolutely love the idea of not giving it to anxiety. Take the example of the keys, checking twice before you close the door or making sure they're in your pocket for 10 times while you're out. They seem small things, but it's the thoughts behind it which are corrosive. I did try to embrace the anxiety and not check again and I did, w- and it did work. So I absolutely recommend it. So to maybe just give you a point or give you just something to think about, because this was actually something that's from the other episodes that we or the other just parts of this summary that we have gone through already. Um, he gave an example that that or he just said that anxiety is just the fear about having fears, which you know maybe the truth. I don't know the exact um, definition of anxiety, but being having anxiety or just being being anxious, actually, I noticed, yeah, being anxious um, is something bad. And he explained it with actually these moments when you're just, you know, going home or you're just going out of your doors, you're just leaving your home and you check your you check 14 fucking times if your keys are there. Even though you just know that you've just took them before you went out of the door and just put it into your bags or put it into your pockets or wherever you put these fucking keys, you know it. But still, you're checking quite 10, 14, 15, 17, 100 times if the keys are actually there. And by not doing it, it seems to help. And the author of the summary actually says as well, it helps. Because you somehow embrace the anxiety. Um, But let's go to the cons of the book. Fear of not fitting in learned at school. Sorry. Uh, The fear of not fitting in learned at school, whatever this actually means, I don't know if this is actually a right sentence, I don't know. Um, When I hear of people blaming human behavior on schools, churches or society, I always need to resist the urge to disqualify them. Humans are complex and pinpointing this or that as a single culprit rarely seem the best explanation. Viktor Frankl on generalizations, I believe indeed for the fear of not fitting in is not just learned, in school, but also a major human innate driver. So I believe, so from Viktor Frankl, which is actually the author of um, 
Man's Search for Meaning, which was an incredible book. I've also unfortunately listened to it, the audiobook version illegally somehow. I don't want to say illegally, but I just did it for free. I did it for free somehow. It was still a great book and I just uh, pretty enjoyed it, even though I do have to say the audiobook wasn't that great of actually me being able to understand that much because it was quite not quite fast, I think. Yeah, maybe too fast as well. So I definitely like podcasts and, you know, speaking speed and not maybe like the reading speed. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So I believe indeed the fear of not fitting in is not just learned in school, but also a major human innate driver. And I'm not the only one. Artists and convenient descriptions. Lynchpins and artist descriptions feel feel a bit like reading the horoscope. Most people would be nodding their heads, thinking it's, it's, it's exactly them. It's very convenient somehow. Yet there's also that's also the beauty of Lynchpin by Seth Godin. You just love reading it, and it can be helpful. We remember more and and are more moved by well-crafted words. So it's not a con, but its greatest but its greatest asset if you don't just nod your head, but also let it spur you to action. Yeah, I think it's also it's always quite always quite the thing with the books and or the information you're just gathering. It's just potential power. And all these people who are just being like, you know, knowledge is power and whatsoever, I think at my point of view are wrong. And to be honest, this is a thought that I am that I have from Tony Robbins. I do just quite realize that the whole thinkings that I have and the whole informations that I have are quite from other persons. To be honest, it's rather through, you know, reading things or just through listening to things or to just knowing the people or just somehow, I don't know, getting information from the people or what they are thinking and what the worldviews of other people are and I'm quite adapting it because I'm, a, I'm believing in them. And I quite only see that I, this is just <laughs> what I'm consisting of. But I think it's not something bad. But um, Tony Robbins said that knowledge is only potential power because you can have the most knowledge of all the people out there, but if you're not just using it and taking action, it is only potentially power um, or potential power because you're not using it. You could use it if you want to, but you're not doing it. Um, the review. Lynchpin by Seth Godin is one of those rare books combining a great reading experience, great insight and a motivating force to take action. Two more things I would like to highlight which are key. Master artist. Learning to overcome the resistance is indeed critical. Read more on critical identity mindsets. Mindsets. So this is just a link um, to spur you to action. Just one thing I would like to add to the puzzle. Make sure you're also focus, focusing on delivering and sharing great art. I don't know. You know, it's... I, I wouldn't say this is a great advice, to be honest, because great art is so subjective. What is great art? You know, the first thing is what is art? Art is by far the most of, you know, one of the most subjective things you can just be talking about. But great art, I think it's not existing. You know, there is art and there is not art. And whether it's great art is just also subjective and just only going for just making valuable content and, you know, just having a high quality so please do not get me wrong make valuable content but 
don't be like, I want to have the highest quality on the field. I don't want to make, you know, the highest quality in this and that and whatsoever. Quality is something subjective. And if you're really going for quality and if you want to, it's a bad idea. Because your 10 on a scale from 1 to 10, actually on a quality scale, might be a 5 at somebody other scale. So it's just something very subjective. And it could definitely be the thing with all the people that are actually watching or viewing your content. Only because you are thinking, okay, this is a 10 or a 9 or a 5 or a 7 or it's just enough. They could also be thinking about it as like, okay, you know, uh, this is a 1 for me or this is a 2 for me or a 3. I don't know. You know, it could definitely be the case. The thing is, I do can, I do have to say at my point of view, there is some kind of a base. A base for actually having somehow... How should I say? Maybe content that's not quite... Not quite fucking with the people. Like, that's not that's that's not quite making them angry or letting them feel like you're just... I, I do just search for the right words. Um, then you're making fun of them, basically. Because you can just put out a lot of shit, you know? Even though going for the quality is just something you shouldn't do there is something that's complete shit and you shouldn't do real shit you know what i mean i do think you know there is a base and i think just you know doing the base and but not just being crippled by actually trying to be way too perfective and way too um you know whatever just quality is something subjective i think this is all i have to say um the lizard brain i was surprised to read seth godin stopped uh, writing linchpin a dozen times. He says it was his lits, uh, lizard brain stopping him, and that was the exact reason uh, he needed to resume every time and finish the book. He knew he couldn't give it to the resistance. I would urge you to, f to reflect on that. Here is a world-famous author, rich and experienced, and he was still afraid. It goes to tell us that nobody is above and beyond the resistance, not even the people telling you how to overcome it. So don't worry, it's not just you who's afraid. We all are. And it's my struggle, it's your struggle, it's our struggle. Um, but we keep going anyway, welcome to the club, which is, I think, definitely important. Um, to be honest, my voice is pretty fucked today, and I'm quite not feeling that good. I somehow seem to be... I somehow need to, need to have a little bit more rest, I guess. Um, totally would make sense, but I'm still doing it. And... I would also be doing, always be doing it. I haven't been making any stop. I haven't been not uploading one episode for one singular day. Sometimes I fucked it up with the podcast, to be honest, uh, because I actually uploaded them after 12, 12, not a.m. quite, so midnight. So therefore it was just quite the next day. And so on that day, there were actually four episodes or somewhat. Um which is a little bit bad for the statistics and for for just showing people. But um, I will keep going, you know, and this this is also one of the problems that I'm having. I, I will just um, keep going, whether I see something in return or not, somehow. Maybe I will see someday that, that there wasn't something in what I'm doing right now. There wasn't a future in what I'm doing right now. This could just be the case. And... Um, I think actually my girlfriend and some other dude asked me what would I do or what yeah what I would do if you know I just came to to the conclusion okay or some something happens that I'm not quite able to do 
the self-development thing or on this channel or have to delete everything or everything gets deleted or something. Um, what I would do and I would just do something else, I would say. I, I wouldn't just be like, you know, I don't want to stop and I don't want to just, I don't know, give up and just, you know, be a worker and just do whatever the, the fuck I would do. I don't know. I would still, I would just you know, do something else. You know, if this is not working for me or this is just something that is not, you know, possible to do anymore, I would do something else. And if this is then not working, I will do something else. I guess I'll, until I, the other problem is just, just talking about it is way easier than actually just doing it then afterwards. But I'm putting out 10 fucking posts a day and a video and the podcast and I'm trying to engage with the people and I'm just actually going to school for fucking 40 hours a week. I'm not going easy with myself. Definitely not. And I think there's definitely something that I can say. I'm not going easy on me and or with me or whatever. The down rating note, I demoted it from 5 stars to 4 after realizing um, it takes most of its ideas from the art of war. Um, which is a thing, I don't know. You can think about it like, okay, this is this is bad, uh, but it doesn't have to be like this. I do think that most of these books outside are somehow, yeah, that these people somehow gathered information elsewhere. You know, whether it's from other books or whether it's from other people who they were speaking to. Um, especially Tony Robbins and Unshakable is only just consisting of he interviewing actually the, the richest people on earth. And he's just he was just picking their minds and therefore he just pretty much I'm fucking sorry. Um he was just, you know, quite telling their experiences and what they had to say. And you know, definitely he tried it out as well, but at the end it's, it was quite their advice, which is nothing bad, because you can learn, he profits from it, and the other people who gave him the just experience and, you know, whatever tips that were, are also happy, I think. So I'm, I'm quite f feeling good for that, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, actually a little bit of a longer video today. Um, which is nothing bad, which is good, um, to be honest, having something like a little bit of longer video once in a while, actually just uh, not always just being stuck at the 30 minute mark, something I quite seem to, to do nowadays or seem to do in the past few few months actually, I don't know, maybe it's just working for me, um, but yeah, uh, I hope you get the best health, wealth, happiness and success, but still don't remember to Nah, <laughs> don't forget to actually give back to the people that maybe gave something to you or not. That doesn't matter. Just give something back to the people and also think about your legacy and how you want to be remembered. One, do you want to really be remembered as such a bad guy as you might be right now? As such an asshole or someone that is quite not, not quite dealing in a good way with the people? Do you really want it or do you really want to be remembered as someone who is actually or who was actually one of the nicest person uh, one has met or one could have met. And I do think you're just really willing to go for the second one. But yeah, just think about this and I'll see you the next time.